Hello, 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 and welcome to my podcast, The Beauty Squad. So welcome back, guys. Um, Today, I've got a very special guest who is going to be talking about brows. So I wanted to dedicate this segment literally just chatting about brows because to me, it's so important. And when you're doing makeup or if you are a makeup artist, or you're just a client looking to get your brows done, I thought I would seek the advice of an expert who's being trained by an artist who works for the Kardashians. Uh, so, you know, I obviously want the best people to kind of give the best kind of advice in that area. So I'm just going to introduce you to my guest today. So my name is Susie from The Brow Boss. Um, we are based on Drury Street in Dublin 2, below Grafton Barbers in the basement. And our Instagram is The Brow Boss Official. So we'll definitely check her out. Um, Susie The Brow Boss is on Instagram, as she previously just mentioned. If you just look at her work and look at the pictures, if you have any idea or want to know about brows, she is like the queen of brows. The kind of pictures speak for themselves. So definitely head over to her page and have a look at the actual pictures themselves. So one of my questions to Susie was, like, when does she start in the industry? Like, what kind of inspired her to kind of get into what she was doing? I started in the industry 13 years ago this summer. So I was like five. Um, yeah, so I was 22 and I trained as a beautician initially. And I think that's important. Like, I think a lot of people think um, makeup artists or anyone doing brows or specialising brows, you know, they come from different walks of life. You get some from beauty background, you get some from makeup backgrounds, and you also can get some from special effects backgrounds as well. So that is actually very interesting to see that you can actually come from different types of backgrounds and still have that kind of wanting or need to actually do kind of brows or be an artist in brows. So let's look at what happened once she actually qualified, because this is quite interesting of, you know, people kind of moving from, you know, when I've just finished college or whatever you kind of qualified in, how they move into a role that can pay. So straight away when I graduated from my beauty therapy course, a place where I went to get my hair, my hair done all the time, um, they took me on as a trainee. And it just so happened that the girl who was there full time was gone on maternity leave. So I actually ended up taking her position. I absolutely adored the salon and I still do. I still go and get my hair done there. Um, and yeah, so I worked there for two and a half years before I headed off to Australia for a year um, where I travelled with a roadshow doing make makeup um, in Brisbane, Brisbane, Adelaide and Melbourne. Um, and then I settled in Sydney then and worked there in a salon as a beautician for about six months. And it was kind of there that I figured out that my main love was for brows. Um, there was a lady there and I used to do all of her waxing for her and she would never let me do her brows. Um, and I was like, can I just do your brows? She's like, nah, I gotta like, I gotta a brow artist. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, I didn't really realise, I suppose, at the time, like this was so long ago, um, that some people just done brows. And I was like, wow, okay, that needs to be me. Um, so I talked to her into letting me do them for her. She, spe she used to pay like $50 to get her brows done. 
and she loved them. So I was like, okay, so I have a thing for this. Um, I really enjoyed doing them and I was clearly good at them um, if I was living up to her brow artist. So when I came back to Ireland then, I knew I needed to find a place that I could just do brows all day. Um, at the time, the only real place then was Benefit Cosmetics. They had advertisements up for uh, brow artists, um, brow experts, they called it. Um, so I started working there part-time in Debenhams on Henry Street with a fabulous team. And I really enjoyed, I have to say, working there. I think I was there for maybe three and a half years. Um, and I worked my way up from part-time brow expert to assistant manager to manager. And I loved each one of my roles. It is like a cheesy brand to work for. But you know what? I lived it up, loved it. Sometimes they hated me when I made them dress up. But at the time, that was where I was and that's what I enjoyed. And I think that's quite important. Like it just shows you, like some people do have or want to go more specialised. Like if you come from beauty, people sometimes go into more facials or more waxing or more tanning. So it is interesting to see that even from a qualification that she got, she kind of started off part-time in a job role and she kind of worked her way up. But it is opportunity and it is chance as well. But I think one thing which I think a lot of artists would say, it's literally just being out there and being visual to people. And I think people who may be trying to get jobs in a salon or, you know, in a role where you want to maybe do makeup or you want to do beauty, for example, is literally going around to every salon or making contact with everyone on Instagram to see what availability is there, even just to gain the experience, even if it's work experience, it's still getting your name out there and still getting you the experience you need. And talking about her experience, she kind of talks about um, how she grew within benefits. So this is quite interesting as well. Plenty of laughs were had. Um, it can be a, a really fun place to work if if you meet the right people. Um, and I I loved it at the time. Um, and it was where my training for brows really kicked in, I suppose, because you went to Brow Academy. <clears throat> and Mark, who was Mark Beauty, um, Mark Benefit, he would have been the trainer at the time. And he, because he was so pedantic about the training, that made you pedantic about what you do. So he is very particular. Like, um, so it made us, it kept everything tight. We all had to do everything regiment. And I really think that's what, that's what started, um, I suppose, make me be the best that I could be at doing it. And I think that's important as well. Like when you work on counter, even if you're not experienced or experienced, I think when you're with a lot of counters or brands for like three months, they send you off for training. And most of the time it is London, in London training. So that's where a lot of the head offices of like L'Oreal, Shiseido, um, LVMH are based. So it's kind of like a little trip to um, London, which is the way I kind of look at it as well. But I mean, I think you get like three days. Some some of the brands like five days. A lot of them's changed now, but they're kind of like around like two, three days. So it kind of gives you an experience into brands the brand heritage, like skincare if they have them. Like I call it like the triple axes. So if they kind of have fragrance, makeup and skincare, they're like a triple axes brand. Um, so yeah, I mean like that brand, which she worked for Benefit, you know, it's predominantly a makeup brand. So you learn about the her heritage of that particular brand. And like Susie said, you know, you got the training in that because they were a specialist in bride training. So I know they get a, um, their products and what they use 
on their clients and the service you give. So that's very interesting that you can be trained and qualified, but still brands can offer you their type of training as well. So I think it's important, like when you are starting out in makeup, beauty or hair, like you need to really have like, it sounds really cliche, but like a five year goal plan, because what you need to understand is when you kind of go onto a counter like and maybe you're like a makeup artist like you're just really responsible for the day-to-day -day of the counter and looking after your customers and doing your makeovers and everything but as you, as you kind of move up the chain like to assistant manager to manager to, you know to area manager that's more the management course so you kind of get to do less and less makeovers because obviously your role is looking after the counter and ensuring the business is kind of ticking over in a way so it's good to kind of understand which avenue maybe if you are starting out which way you want to go do you want to go down more the more management route or would you prefer to go down more like the freelance makeup artistry route and i think susie actually touches on this now However, when you work your way up to a manager in a role like that, you're an account manager, you're a business manager, and you don't actually get to do brows anymore. Um, you've got a, a team of maybe 10 or 11 to look after and targets to meet, and you don't get to do the thing that you came there and the thing you love to do. Um, so I was approached by the owner of the salon that I originally worked for back when I was a trainee beauty therapist to manage the salon. Um, she had two salons, so one in Walkinstown and one in Inchicore the place that I always still went to get my hair done at the time and I jumped on it because I knew I loved her loved still of the salon um salon rouge ninja core and I wanted to get back to I suppose my trade um beauty therapy and doing brows again so she said she put a brow bar in for me which she did and again had absolutely fabulous times there with the girls we achieved so much in the amount of time that I went back there um but I suppose it was around then that I realised um, I'd spent the past maybe six years building up other people's empires and I wanted to start to build up my own. Um, and that's where the Brow Boss came about. I went over to LA and trained with Kelly Baker. She's the brow artist to people like the Kardashians, Cardi B, Katy Perry. Um, and when people like that let you look after your brows, there's something about you. So I had to go over and figure out what it was about her. So I flew, flew over to LA. I was four days there, done some private training, done a masterclass, and it really put a fire back in my belly again. Um, so that was a great start to me then opening my own business. And since then, it's just, it's just been fab. The clientele has built up. I took Jess on. She's been working with me since November. She's fabulous. Um, so yeah, it's just gone from strength to strength since then. And I think it's important to understand that do you know when you're kind of going down the avenue of right freelancing i know it can seem daunting and you're like right it's it's a high risk thing to do to kind of go off and do it but i think that's one of the reasons as well why i started freelancing in london because i kind of thought i've done everything i wanted to do on counter i've kind of achieved that working on counter and doing the makeovers and doing fashion shows and editorial work but i wanted to think which is more for like me and where i have more control over it and I'm again not necessarily working for someone so freelancing can be very very rewarding as well it just depends on what you put into it and Susie is an, a prime example of you know you put your heart and soul into something can you end up getting a successful business so that is like an amazing story in itself so Susie how important a rise to you <laughs> so definitely 
I mean, how important are brows to me? They're everything. Um, but they can they can frame someone's face. They can change the whole look of someone's face. But for me, when I'm doing brows, there can be particular looks where I don't want people to go, oh my God, you, you got your brows done. Um, sometimes I want it to be so minimalistic that they're like, there's something different about you, but I can't put my finger on it. Um, I love the more natural, feathery, full full look um mm -hmm. but for sure to have them tidied and to have them fresh it's important for making you feel good and looking fresh um but definitely any style of brow like i never throw shade on anybody's different kinds of styles because so many different folks different strokes and there's so many talented brow artists out there and there's enough people to go around um so for us, yes, brows are very important. <laughs> and I think it's just to kind of note that with brows, like it is completely suited to your face, your structure, your hair growth, you know, what patterns you have on your hair or your eyebrows and the look you're looking to achieve. Because I know a lot of people like that, they love that kind of very Instagram hard brow. Some people like a fluffy brow. Some people may have, have overplucked brows from like, you know, back in the 80s and 90s. You have like a lot of um, women who come in and say, you know, I used to pluck my brows to like, they were literally non-existent. So it is interesting in that sense of how to look after your brows that way. Um, I wonder what you would recommend for like maintenance of brows. So for keeping a good brow shape, I mean, if you don't want to always go into a brow artist, I would certainly go in and have a consultation with one and just even have your brows done once. Um they will be able to talk you through all the major do's and don'ts for you because they differ for everybody. Um, everybody has different texture hair, different color hair. They've had different brow journeys. They've plucked their brows in different ways. They've got them waxed in different ways. Um, so for me, the main thing would be do lay off the tweezers. Um, the tweezers can distort the follicles so that uh, it can eat, the hair can grow back in a different direction or it may not grow back at all. Um, so I would say lay off the tweezers and some of the home dye kits can be done too dark and they can just build and build on colour in certain areas, making the areas that aren't as fluffy or hairy um, just look lighter and lighter as time goes on. So I would definitely say go into a brow artist, get a consultation, let them do your... And that's, again, what she's saying is it's actually right. Like, I think when you go in and do get a consultation, like they are the experts in what they do. So what else? So when it comes to what's better um, with the wax and threading or plucking, this is obviously my opinion. Um, as I was saying, everybody has a different style of how they do brows. Everybody has a different way they like to get their brows done. But for me personally, um, I love to wax. I love to use hot wax, which is the hard wax that you flick off. I'm obsessed with wax birds wax. I have been for years now. That's just my choice. And that's where I feel like I get the best results. Um, I work in city centre, so clients have to go out onto the street. They have to go shopping. They have to go meet their friends. So I don't like when they go red. Um, I like minimal redness. So I feel like that's what I get from using the hard wax, hot wax. Um and also, I feel like I get right down to the root. Um, but again, that's just a personal thing. And I think, again, when you're looking at, like, waxing or threading 
or when people tweeze or your eyebrows. Like it is just, it's d dependent on the stylist. It really is because you get people who obviously just threaders or you get people who use waxing. So like for me as well, when I get my eyebrows done, I, I like waxing as well. I think it really does get to the root of the, the um, actual uh, eyebrow hair itself so and it, it gives like a cleaner finish but again i've had my eyebrows threaded in the past as well and that's also nice it's 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 sharp as well but again it's just a preference and what the overall look you're trying to achieve or how your hair growth is so again that comes down to the importance of the consultation with your actual stylist or your beautician or whatever's doing your basically your eyebrows at that time so what kind of trends are you seeing currently? Like what's trending with brows at the moment? What's over Instagram? What's in magazines? What are customers asking for? So the trends at the moment are definitely a brushed up full brow. And the dewiness. So you'll start seeing that now coming in like more towards the summer. That dewy look off the brow. Um, shiny, dew, fresh, full, fluffy um all that can be created from soap brow brow lamination brow gel any of the above yeah because I've, I've i've actually seen that as well a lot of the trends at the moment is that kind of brushed up thicker fluffy fuller brow um how would you say you would kind of grow your business so how, what kind of um factors or ideas or what have you actually done to kind of grow the business itself so there are so many factors involved when it comes to growing your business um Every time I fill in a consultation form, and this was from the first day I opened, I always take note of how the person heard about me. And over time, you start to see trends and whatever you find is working, you focus on that when it comes to where you put your advertising to. Um, but to be honest, for me, most of my growth came from word of mouth. And that's why it's so important to give your all to every single client and treat each client as if they are a person, a private shopper or what you call it, mystery, mystery shopper. Yeah, mystery um, like it's their first time to ever have met you because they will tell their friends and their brothers and their sisters and their aunties and then they all start coming. And that's it. The word of mouth is the best type of advertising. And that's definitely how the business has gone from strength to strength and that I was able to hire Jess in November. Um, to keep up with the demand like people might see um in a magazine or on an instagram post and think oh that's how she's after getting so busy but genuinely i ask every single client where they came from and it's normally my friend comes here like there's certain companies within city center where i mean we could have up to 12 people coming from that one place um which is amazing and I love to hear that because word of mouth is the most important if somebody's really happy. I mean, at the end of the day, isn't that the whole point? And the fact that then their friends start coming, it feels really good to see that happening. Um, so definitely giving an amazing service and building a relationship and a rapport with your clients is the main thing that works. And it's, it's mad when you think about it, isn't it? Because if you think of like how much millions of dollars or pounds or euros cosmetics company pay to advertise and market these products but half the time i'd say 90 percent of the people who have tried products or even services are told by a friend so it's literally that one person who may come into your salon or be um, a customer of yours who you've had a service done by you be it beauty hair 
or makeup and they literally are so in love with what you've done that they tell those five friends and those five friends tell their five friends. So it, it does actually work. I think it's it's the same with negative uh, reviews and people don't like you or they don't like what you've done. It, it, it travels faster. So just bear that in mind when you are, you know, having new clients in, they literally are treated so flawlessly. I mean, every client should be anyway, but I mean, what Susie's saying is definitely understand how they've heard about you because that can be the tool for you to grow your business and where to kind of where you think your strength is is it more like instagram is it more kind of mouth to mouth are you hearing about being heard about through businesses or friends of friends mm -hmm. so yeah that's very interesting to see how you can actually grow your business that way so let's talk about freelance because i know a lot of people are all scared to make that kind of um, step or they see it as a big risk. So what would kind of be your advice in freelancing? Okay, so wanting to go freelance and focus on brow shaping. I absolutely adore my job and my clients will tell you, like I have absolutely no problem doing 18 brows a day eight days a week, mainly over Christmas, just when I'm just back from a holiday, when I'm about to go on holiday, it's busy. But because I love doing them, it really just, like, it doesn't feel like work some days. It feels like you're just having the chats with your friends and doing their brows. But it is hard work. Um, you need to be prepared to know it's going to be hard work. You need to put a plan in place to make sure that financially you're going to be secure when you do take the leap. Um... I would definitely say just planning ahead, figuring out um, whether you have a point of difference as well for yourself. Yeah, totally as well. Yeah, I'm... as in if you're not bringing a full clientele with you to make sure that you're you're taking over over the first few weeks, I would choose something that's different about you to focus on through your advertising, so that people would want to come and try you or that you're literally going to walk in to every shop, every salon from around the area and let them know you're there. Um, and that's literally, I literally knocked on all the, any of the coffee shops, hairdressing salons everywhere. I gave in cards, introduced myself. Um, I suppose some people would find that intimidating, but when it's a dream that you have and you really want to do it, I mean, it's worth it. And again, going back to what Susie says there, like, I think it's vital that you guys need to understand everyone starting freelance doesn't necessarily start with a massive portfolio of, of customers. Some people could have zero, literally be like, I've, I'm done. I want to start my own business. I want to do it my way. It's definitely how you market yourself and getting the word out there it's it's definitely the more recommendations you can get the more exposure you can get in any field if it's cosmetics makeup or beauty if you're doing like treatments on people you know doing discounted rates to kind of get new customers in just to show them your skill set and what you're able to offer is definitely going to be the point of difference in you growing your business for sure so what would be kind of like a typical day in the bribe bath wake up at 7 a.m what happens so honestly a normal day in the life of the brow boss for jess and sue is morning hellos with coffee and back-to-back -back brows um it could be 
between 12 and 16 around Christmas time it's 18 brows a day um I don't always take breaks I try to but when you're busy you just enjoy it um then you obviously you're trying to take pictures in between to get some content for later on and in the evening you come home could be nine o'clock and you're trying to get the content up online trying to get some pictures up which is why I have so many pictures still to put up now that we're in quarantine because I don't always get time to do it in the evening because I may have to actually be a wife or a dog mom. Um, but literally a day in the life is just that. It's back-to-back rows all day. Sometimes with a break for a coffee and sometimes not. So coffee is definitely everyone's best friend when you're in the industry because that's all you can survive on is coffee and the prayers to Jesus. So definitely... Make friends with coffee because if you've ever done makeup shoots in the morning or you're up early, like you need that caffeine boost. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm not sponsored by Nescafe or anything. I'm just saying like that's what I remember surviving on. But a valid point that Susie makes in there is take photos. And like this is one thing I kind of missed out back in the day when I was kind of studying I should have taken way more pictures than I did because if you think about it you can actually show your evolution of your work you can take pictures of your work and share them to social media like Instagram and it literally is you've just worked I don't know if you're doing bribes with someone which can take you know 20 30 40 minutes to do why are you not taking pictures of that work to share because it's obviously going to be amazing it's like when you do makeovers as well or you if you are a nail tech take a picture of every single work you put out there so you can give more exposure to yourself and what about products for kind of brows is there any particular things or tools you would like to kind of talk about brushes i'm particular about the brushes that i use for applying tint oh i use Re- reflectasil tint as well I'm, I'm using that literally since i started tinting brows um so yeah those are all my faves and i kind of think like when you're you um doing any type of uh form like if you're beauty or makeup or brows or hair it definitely is your tools like one thing you do need to invest in is your kit and I've kind of mentioned this previously and talking to other makeup artists and people in the beauty industry your kits are what's going to make it I mean it's definitely it's like being a painter you can't be a good painter with bad brushes so it's the same with kind of when you're doing brows you want that precision well you don't want that precision you need that precision um when you're doing brows you obviously want your sculpting brows you need it to be as fine kind of that's very kind of fine work in itself so you want good tools to get that really really professional um effect of what you're looking for so yeah that's interesting ensure you kind of research what tools you need and make sure you're not buying like the cheaper ones so they you want some products which are products and tools that are going to last you and be of high quality to give you that great result so can I get a raise of hands for everyone at the moment whose roots are showing, they need their haircut, they need their nails done or their gel soaked off. Raise the hands to everyone out there. I'd say it's pretty much everyone at this stage in quarantine. So Susie's going to share through some tips of how to maintain your brows during this time all kind of in lockdown. Um, and I know that people are at home, they're going stir crazy, but let's look at how we can maintain our brows during this time. So maintaining your brows in quarantine needs to be literally just that. It needs to be just maintenance. You're just tidying up underneath the brow bone in the center of your brows. It's only a tidy up. You're going to get them shaped when everything is over. Um, so I would just be careful about how much you take. Don't go too wild. Don't use a magnifying mirror. And maybe watch one of the 
the tutorials online. So I've ha have one up on my page. Kim O'Sullivan has one on hers. Um, there's, a, there's a good few that are up there. Just follow along with whatever you have in your house and keep it minimal because remember, it's only maintenance. And I think I speak for everyone in every type of industry, be it hair, avoid the box size, avoid the urge to be buying box size unless it's like a semi-permanent or you want no sink which is going to gradually fade out your hair because you're going to be going back to your hairdressers and they're going to have to correct it or, you know, maybe add in more colour, which it needs to be. So just be very aware of what you're using in your hair. Same with nails, like don't go too mad. Um, just literally just maintain them. Maybe take the time with nails to add that cuticle oil to your nails to strengthen them, or maybe just buy a nail strengthener just to get your nails up. And like Susie said, with brows, there are brow experts out there, and they're experts for a reason. They're there to make your brows look unreal. So I would definitely follow those kind of key pointers. Look up the information which is available there of how to maintain your brows if it's on the um, Susie's page or checking out on YouTube. Definitely don't be like, okay, I'm just going to overpluck them, take my eyebrows back to the 70s or 1920s when it was like that really thin brow and then you end up regretting it and then you'll be going back to your brow artist like Susie and you're going to be crying to them saying, help me, I've ruined my brows. So just be aware of what's available out there, definitely. So one question I'm asked like a billion times is what is brow lamination? Like, what is it? Like, explain it to me, please. So brow lamination, um, brow lamination came about around last July. Um, it kind of really kicked in in, in in Dublin or in Ireland around October. It's a three part process where you're literally lifting the brow into, into position to give that fluffy, feathery, soap brow kind of look. It can be very different for every client. Um, I do a full consultation before I look after anybody with brow lamination um, because the look, a different look can be achieved for everybody and not everybody gets exactly what they would want from it. So I always try and figure out exactly what they're expecting before I agree to go ahead with brow lamination. It's absolutely gorgeous, um, but it's not for everybody. Um, I have a lot of clients that couldn't wait to get it done again and some who were looking forward to it growing out. Um, I love it. Um, but as I said, it, it's absolutely not for everybody, but it is gorgeous. And Susie, the bride boss, like what is the kind of main treatments you do? Like what kind of is it you do in your particular salon? Like what's your main focus treatment or popular treatment? So my main service is brow, wax and tint and style. Um, those are what I would be most, I suppose, popular for. Um, in the salon I also do brow lamination which is obviously very popular at the moment as well um, Jess does brow bold so that's like brow henna which is again it's something that's not for everybody it's a stronger look on the tint it's a longer lasting tint but she's got a knack for it and she's really good at it and she also offers the lash lift again that's like her thing too and Jess does obviously wax and tint and, and styling. So she has been doing brows, I think, two years. And she started with me in November and she's absolutely fabulous. And we've done a, a lot of training with her before she even started, even though she'd been doing brows a good while. But like anybody who sees her work online can just see how absolutely fabulous the brows that she does are. See, amazing. So they actually do offer 
a good range of different services and treatments available so definitely check that out so what about like treatments because i'm um, obviously i like my lunch breaks i love my hour i like to eat and i like to get stuff done in my lunch time is it possible to get a kind of treatment done within a lunch break or how would that work susie treatments can take anywhere from 30 minutes to an hour i normally take about 30 35 minutes to do a brow wax tint and style brow lamination is normally an hour um, your first consultation, however, or like your first brow appointment. So you'll come in for your patch test and a small consultation. And then your first time to meet me to get your brows done normally takes about 45 minutes. Um, obviously, I've never done your brows before. I'm getting used to your skin, your hair type. And also we're having the chat. So I'm, I'm, I'm trying to make sure I know that I'm giving you exactly what you're expecting or what you want. So I do think that's important to understand is when you go visit like a hairdresser's or a anyone with tint, so it could be beauty as well, um, lashes, for example, they should be doing a patch test on you. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a requirement um, to protect you and to protect the employer um, who's doing your brows or whatever service they're providing. So don't expect to go to a salon or anywhere and get your color, hair colored straight away like that or get your brows done because that's uh, you know, a precaution they have to take. And it just protects you. It just means if you do have a blood reaction, it's you're protected and is a very great service. So just be aware, like you might just go there for your first time. It takes five minutes to do, not even five minutes, it takes a couple of minutes to do. Um, they just kind of fill out your details and get you registered and everything. And then as long as you've got no reactions, you should be good to go. And it's, it's usually 24 hours that you have to wait. So just bear that in mind as well. So if you are thinking, oh, I want to get my brides done this Saturday, Make sure you've gone in on the Friday or the Thursday before 24 hours and had that patch test done so you can start using the treatments available in that salon. So that about wraps it up with Susie, the bride boss, and her questions and answers. So thank you so much, Susie. So thank you so much for having me, Neil. Um, thank you for thinking of me. For anybody to see any of my work or, or Jess's work, so we have Susie the Brow Boss on Instagram. So it's S-U-Z-Y or Jess the Brow Boss, J-E-S-S, or then they're just the Brow Boss Official, which is all of our work, any of our tips and tricks and videos. If anybody has any questions about someone who is coming out freelance or who wants some extra training or if you just want some tips about your business or any questions like that, feel free to mail me anytime. Um, I get loads of, of mails and messages of people asking me and I, and I love that because I'd love to help anybody out who is just starting out or just simply has a question. Or if you'd like to get your brows done, obviously pop me a mail or on our Instagram there will be a book, a book button that you can book and see any available slots um, and the types of appointments and the types of treatments that we do um, for when we obviously open. Hopefully sooner rather than later. So stay, stay safe, everybody. Um, and thank you very much. So, guys, I hope you've enjoyed that segment on brows. Like, it's very informative. It's very good to actually speak with someone who was trained by someone who does, you know, work with such a huge celebrity base as well um, in America. And it is really great to kind of get that information and different insights of high business it run and that to me is just like a true inspiration story how she you know qualified she started um working in a salon then she went on to a counter then she now owns her very own successful dublin-based business um bride business 
which to me is just great. So definitely, again, give her a follow, give her a like, check out her page. Any questions, just throw them into her inbox. DM her, I'm sure she'll be able to answer anything you ask her. And again, um, I just want to thank all my listeners for supporting this platform, which I'm on. I'm so grateful to everyone who listens and the feedback I'm given. And I will keep going out there and getting as much information about the beauty, the fashion and the makeup industry for you guys to share. So everyone, I hope you stay safe. Lots of love and take care. Bye, guys.